Welcome to Focus on 2025. I'm Michael Moore in Singapore. With me are my two partners, Chris Beaumont in Japan and Chris Riley in the United States. Focus on 2025's expertise is in the strategic development of leadership narratives so as to help business prepare for the opportunities that will emerge by 2025. Ethics, culture, and the power of transformation will be at the heart of the changes which are coming for all businesses. And in our most recent podcast, we talked about life satisfaction and being happy. Today, let's consider this from the perspective of work satisfaction. We are hearing at the moment about increased staff turnover, which some people are calling the great resignation over and above the great reset triggered by COVID-19. This very much throws into focus the question of talent retention, corporate culture, and a changing work-life balance. So Chris Riley, how should leaders respond? Well, I think, um... First, let's be clear that this is uh, this trend didn't start with COVID. The media likes to blame COVID for everything. COVID was the great accelerator of the Great Resignation. Uh, the HBR reported on this rather well. Uh, it's about the experience of being in a terrible office, uh, paid inadequately, going through hell, being treated rudely, all those kind of things, what HBR described as a toxic work environment. And um, this, is, this has become a bigger issue. In, in our last podcast, we talked about um, if you have happy employees, you have a productive and competitive business. In this podcast, this, this is part of the key to having happy employees. You know, it's surprising. Treat them well. Just treat them well. And a lot of office design, a lot of managerial structures uh, are so awful that they've been lampooned by great comedians on the media. And we should just pay attention to this. Uh, so the new office is going to be a very different place. It's not just about sticking soda in the uh, refrigerator and hoping the best and people showing up for pizza. It's literally about respecting individuals as human beings. It's about encouraging them in a really good way. And it's about providing them with work that is uh, actually meaningful rather than rote um, or as, they would, as people actually think, their work is stupid sometimes. So massive change coming to corporate organizations, I think, and massive challenges to HR. And uh, once again, the theme of these podcasts, uh, the strategic leadership narrative is about leading human beings. It's about inspiring them. It's about making them feel as though they're part of something that's worth belonging. These, these are the big challenges facing uh, leaders, I think. So given that the challenge of retention has been magnified by the pandemic, uh, at the same time as well-being, as we've covered in the last couple of podcasts, well-being has moved up the agenda. Chris Beaumont, do you think the crisis in corporate well-being that Chris Riley just raised will remain for the medium term? And if so, with what consequences? Well, the short answer is yes. And I think for the longer term, if people don't do fundamental transformations because the pandemic magnified, frankly, an existing underlying malaise. And I don't think just in the workplace. So the current hype about the great resignation, Chris says, was only accelerated by COVID, but it fails to consider those who can't resign. It's only those that are, have got the in-skill jobs. 
And so I think it's more indicative of a more worrying social malaise and heightened inequality that corporate officers also need to take on board because I think the crisis in well-being or work satisfaction, and we talked earlier about mental health, that typically, typically comes through one to two years after a crisis. So we're, we haven't even seen the growings of it yet. Um, and it's going to be a big opportunity for companies who see the way forward properly, as Chris said. And what we said last time is that it is possible in terms of life satisfaction to quantify the policy changes that most cost effectively improve people, improve how they feel. And that can be done in the workplace. And I think one thing, just to throw out at the corporate world, is that a very relevant learning from life satisfaction research is that the best indicator of overall life satisfaction is, are you happy as a child in your teenage years? What has the pandemic done to those people? What has the pandemic done to give personal isolation and it's removed, you know, the, at a critical time, the importance of friends? What could companies do to bring in teenagers before they go to work, to the workplace, to so, show that they are friendly places for the community? That could improve resilience. It certainly could have a massive impact on community and the mental health of the workforce of the next generation. Because what we've seen in the last two years is just magnified inequalities. So I think that companies need to realign with being more sociability and being more community-like. Community they can also recognize that technology and telehealth can help strengthen the workplace and health care of their staff. Um, but I think mental health, we mentioned in an earlier podcast, should become a corporate responsibility. And if you take that attitude, I think you'll do many of the things that Chris, Chris has just said. It will also mean you could strengthen your local community ties um, and therefore think holistically about just the health of your colleagues, the health of your business partners and the health where you work. And perhaps just remove stress because stress is the biggest curtailer of longevity. Forget life satisfaction, stress kills. Um, and, and I think we should think about what work and corporate leaders are going to do for the 100-year life when people have to think about changing their careers. That's stressful. So how will the corporate leaders remove that stress, help educate their workforce for the next skill set that they need? Um, good genes, being healthy, not Levi's, are nice. But you've got to make the workplace a joyful place because joy is better. So we need to, as Chris says, start to redesign institutions, practices, and create new norms. So, you know, what is the workplace that's going to fulfill that environment that Chris and I just talked about? And so what is the future of work? And what is the future of good work? And that has, I hope, um, many topics that we can talk about in future. So, so what, what all this says is that ethics and culture need to complement corporate governance as the foundation of successful companies going forward. And that those successful companies will have a motivated and satisfied talent pool. This emphasizes again, a new urgency for strategic leadership narratives, which are grounded in a positive vision of sustainable business beyond 2025. And in turn, which reinforce the real value of empowering people to personally grow. And that is something we will continue to discuss on Focus on 2025.